the other day, actually, um, I was telling the kids about how I used to work at a clothing store. Like I used to do that. And then they were like, and now you own a clothing store. And I was like, oh, you're right. And like, I forget, like, I forget that like, I'm a business owner because I, I also think I spent so much time like designing and like wishing for it to happen and hoping it would happen and working for it to happen that when it's actually happening, I think like we forget as 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 women, as as business owners, like you almost don't like get to enjoy the dream that you've had because you're like, you just forget. Providing inspiration and community for women in business of Middle Tennessee. This is powered by her with Tiffany and Hello, welcome to Powered by Her. I am very excited to have Haley Clark from Honey Mark on today. Um, and so, hi, Haley. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm doing good. Um, can you tell me what Honey Mark is? I oh, mean, sure. I know because I'm super <laughs> excited, but let, let's tell everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So Honey Mark is a women's luxury swim leisure company. So whenever I tell people that it's swimsuits, they immediately get kind of a bad taste in their mouth because women just have not loved swimsuits. I think it's, I mean, some do, and a lot of us have a really, really hard time. And so swim leisure is actually um, a term that we coined because it's swimsuits that you can wear out of the water as well as in the water. So we make swim rompers, swim dresses, um, and then swim shorts, swim tops, and then some like regular full coverage swim bottoms as well. But each of our swimsuits have a bra inside and that's built in. It's very similar to a bra you would find at places like Lululemon or Nike, like something that's just very supportive. Um, And then each of our suits have this like luxury lining inside and they're all made with a water resistant coating so that when you're at a splash pad and you get splashed, the water literally just rolls right off. And pockets. Come on, pockets. And (laughs) pockets. We did put functional pockets in there and that is like, the best selling point that and the fact that you don't usually have to shave your bikini line like depending on which style you're wearing it's it's really the best thing ever it's so once you wear them you never want to go back to whatever you were wearing before (laughs) one thing that I want to um comment on is that I um I had had at one point in my life and when I was in my teenage years and self-conscious I I used to wear a swim skirt but when that I would get out of the water, that thing would weigh 20 pounds yeah. and just like, let me. and I've seen um, some videos that you posted and it's not heavy material. It's not like the water just soaks into it and you're just like dragging around and you feel like you have this, you know, trail of water as you're walking around a resort. You um, it's really some fantastic material. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We, we tried to find a really durable material that was lightweight enough, but also felt like it was going to last. These are definitely an investment piece. And so we wanted to make something that was that you could wear pretty much anywhere. Even when you're getting out of the water, it didn't feel like you were kind of dragging down. And what's your background in? Are you a fashion person? Are you a materials person? What's your background? What did you do before you started Honeywork? I have dabbled in quite a few things. And I do feel like those things that I did all like led me up to where I'm at right now, which I feel like is a a great like, you know, storyline for a lot of different people. You kind of accumulate things from your previous life and you bring them with you to what your ultimate Mm -hmm. career will be. So I grew up as a dancer. Um, I was always really into fashion. Like my mom would always sew like our Halloween and our dance costumes. And so she taught me how to sew when I was younger. 
And then I would, um, when I was in high school, I would take clothes from like the thrift stores and I would refashion them. That was like a really cool thing to do back then. Um, so I would add a lot of pockets to a lot of things and I would change like the collars of shirts. I just did a, a bunch of things like that on my own. And then when I was 19, I moved to Los Angeles to pursue a career in dance and I would go to the beach. I mean, often, probably like every couple of weeks, whenever I could, every time I would go, I would just put on my swimsuit and it was awkward and uncomfortable. And then I would put on a cover up over it. So I was mostly worried about like tan lines and how weird my tan lines were when I would have like seven different straps, you know, because I'm a teenager. I'm like, I just don't want tan lines. But also I was like kind of a bustier dancer. And I just was like, I don't like that. I'm not supported at all. I was there. And when somebody asked me, if you weren't dancing, what would you do? I immediately said, oh, I would design modest swimwear. Like I would immediately do that. That has always stuck with me. That was like 12 years ago, but it really was something that kind of just fell out of my mouth. Since then, I've worked in retail. So I did actually work at Lululemon quite a bit. And when women would go in and try on swimsuits, I would listen to kind of what their problem points were. Things were showing too much or not supportive enough, or I don't like this string here or this hole there, or whatever it might be. And so I, I think I would kind of internalize all of those little tidbits of information as well as learning about what people did like. So they love the fabric, like working at someplace like Lululemon, the quality is so amazing. You really do get what you're paying for. I understood why people invested in those things. And I loved like the culture of the company that they had. I loved the education that they put in. I loved the way that they, the clothes made people feel. I was like, man, I would love to do something like this, not go to like fashion design school, I actually taught myself through YouTube how to draw. So I'm kind of, I'm You went to YouTube University. I did go to YouTube University (laughs) and that is the best thing that ever happened to me. And also Google. I Googled all my days about how to start a swimsuit company. That was, Google was my very best friend. I just, I never really had like any professional experience. My life experience is what led me to where I'm at right now. So what, do you remember the moment where you're like, I'm actually going to do this. I'm actually going to start my own company and I'm actually going to design swimsuits. My husband brought me home a sketchbook and was like, Hey, you, you need to like really get serious about this. I think at the time I had my first two kids. So my kids are really close. So my first two are actually 12 months and two weeks apart. And I remember it was like Christmas time and he brought me home. And so my youngest was about four months old and my oldest was 12 months plus four months. You know what I mean? So it was, they, yeah. they were close. There was a lot going on. And, and he was like, but you need to do something for you. And you need to start sketching this because women need like what you are wanting to make. And, and at that time, I don't even think I had had really this idea of a lot of the swim rompers and the skirts and the dresses. It was mostly, I was like, I just knew I wanted to design something with support and something with like not so crazy tan lines. It was a time where like, holes in like every place were really big. I mean, it was five years ago now, six years ago, maybe even. So your husband kind of encouraged you to get into sketching as a new mom over what, well, as a second time new mom, um, having two young kids, was there ever a time where you were like, uh, this is not going to work. Like I cannot run a business and raise these tiny humans at the same time. 
in a way, it actually lit a fire in me more than if I had just been focusing on the kids. I am very like dream driven. Can you tell? I mean, I moved to Los Angeles when I was 19. I feel like I actually really needed that. Not because motherhood wasn't fulfilling, because I knew that I needed to do it for me. I'm a very like faith driven person. Um, I feel like we're all on the earth for a purpose. I feel like God's given us each gifts and talents and abilities. And I am like aware that he has guided me in so many things that I've done. And actually motherhood was my big inspiration behind most of the items in the Honeymark lineup. When I would take my boys as they got a little bit older, so like I said, like, right, I got the sketchbook in like Christmas time. And then by summer, I was like, gosh, darn it. What am I going to wear to the splash pad? Because you don't wear like a full swimsuit usually. I mean, you can, it's just like a little bit awkward, but then I didn't want to show up there in like jeans and a t-shirt. Yes. I was like juggling my kids, but they were the ones who inspired me to design what I designed. This crazy time of like growing our family first. And then we like grew the businesses. I mean, and kind of, they kind of overlapped, but when I was pregnant, I was just barely pregnant with my daughter. I found somebody here locally in Utah who said he could take my designs and he could make some samples. That was my first real experience of a manufacturer and sample makers and things like that. So I took my designs and he said, wow, these are some of the best I've seen, which I'm like, thank you, Google University and, and YouTube University. You know, that was great. What's funny is they're not even like any of our designs from today. They like our designs have evolved so much in the last, you know, six years. I never really thought motherhood was like in the way It was definitely more of like a grind where I was just like, I'm going to work during nap time and that's going to like keep me motivated to to keep going rather than, you know, making me feel so crazy. But definitely like my daughter's pregnancy, there there wasn't like a lot going on after I had her. I was like really gung ho. I'm like, we're going to get through this. That was like March, 2018. The samples, they really, they didn't work out. It wasn't going well. So I, at one point I was like, okay, I don't think this is it. And then I was actually watching Project Runway Junior because I love Project Runway. I'm like obsessed with the, I mean, right? Like, how can you not love yeah, it? Um, and I'm always like watching the show and I'm like, I would do this if I was not like, if, if that was my challenge, I would do this. Like, I just think of things in my head, which is so fun. The ending like credits or, you know, it's like, this is the company, the manufacturer that the winner will work with. And I was like, oh, I think I'm going to contact them and just see. And so I did, I contacted them. They were like, yeah, we can get you some samples made. And they're in the US, which I loved because I was like, I just want somebody that understands what I'm trying to do because it's never been done before. I was like, people are like, well, just send us, basically what they want you to do is send like a copy of your design. Like, just like, they want you to already have it created so then they can just produce yeah. it. And I was like, but it's, it hasn't been done. Like I can send you things that are yeah. like it, but it hasn't been done. Uh, that's what I did. I sent them sketches and I sent them things like it. And they made sample after sample after sample. There was a point where I was like, I really don't think I can do this anymore. Um, and that was probably like 29th, like summer of 2019. I happened to find somebody who was talking about their husband was in a new company who was helping startups get started. And I was like, oh, would they ever be interested in a swimsuit company? She got me a meeting. I pitched to them. They loved it. We had another meeting and they were like, well, this is basically a meeting because we just really like you and we really like your product. And so it's, but it wasn't even like a secondary, like maybe it was just like a, yeah, let's do this. And they have a bunch of resources. They got me into a factory that we're at right now. At, at any point along this journey, have you thought, well, I'm just Haley Clark, Mar- mama three, 
And like, could I really have a, a nationwide brand um, that changes kind of the way swimwear is is done? Were, were you ever like, who am I to do this? Yeah. Oh, were you like, no, I I don't see any barriers. (laughs) No, no, no. I have major imposter syndrome. I would say every day. Some days I look, I think a lot more confident than I actually am, but I think that that's totally valid. I mean, when you're starting out a small business and it's like just you, you think like, I'm going to be packaging these in my house and I'm just going to be answering all the emails. And like, you think that you're going to be a small business. I mean, I started out with like 1200 followers, you know, when we launched and it was still a really great launch. Like it was awesome. It also, there was a lot of challenges. I mean, like this is summer of 2019. We all know what happened in 2020. So it definitely felt like there were like oppositional forces against me quite a bit. It also worked out really well though, that we ended up launching in 2021 because that was when the TikTok like dance videos were the ones that were like going viral. And that's how a lot of people found us initially. And I was able to use my dance skills for TikTok. So that's really interesting, right? And that wouldn't have happened. 2019, that was like not a thing. So it's really interesting to see kind of the timing of everything and how I think things did need to take a little bit longer. We also figured out the water resistant coating thing during 2020. So I was like, oh, that was like, that's such a no brainer. But also we would have never figured that out if we had launched that summer. So there's, there's quite a few things, but I, as a small business owner, you just think like, this is going to be small. It's going to be little, like, it's not going to be that big. Not many people are going to buy it. You know, maybe people don't even want this. Like you, I do. I had a lot of question marks until I started to see the numbers. When I really started to see the numbers go up, like that was great. But I think even more was the messages that I was getting from people who were saying, this is changing my life. And that really was more fulfilling to me than selling, you know, thousands of orders or whatever. It's, yeah. it's more so about people coming in. If I, if one person said, this has changed me, this has changed my summers forever. Thank you so much. That would have been it for me. Like we, I was like, we could have shut down right then. Like just having one person be able to say this, this is great. That I would have made everything worth it. How have you learned business skills? So, okay, you have, a, you know, a, a background in, in fashion. You're, you really have really liked that you've sewn. You, you know, understand even um, leotards are similar to dance uh, or dancewear is similar to swimwear. Um, but how do you figure out how to price your um, merchandise, how to actually manufacture it, all that? How have you figured out? Because I think that's what a limiting factor is with a lot of women is like, okay, well, I know this one little thing and I'm really passionate about this medical device, but I don't necessarily know how to run a business. And so how, how'd you, how'd you learn all that stuff? There's definitely more to a business than I anticipated and that I realized. Um, I thought, you know, like, oh, I'll just get on Shopify and I'll just make this website and I'll just, you know, it just seems like you just do these things and it really is not a just, there's a lot to it. How I figured it out was I looked at all my competitors and then I priced them at what I know that they're worth. It's not really even about profit margins. You need to price it, your product, especially if it's a very original product. If nobody else has it, then they can't find it anywhere else. Then the people who are going to pay for it are going to pay for it because they cannot find it anywhere else. If we were in the sphere of making like baby moccasins, for example, there's a lot of other baby moccasins out there. So your pricing needs to be competitive. For me personally, I'm like, there's nothing really out there like what we're doing. It's nothing that's the same. Nothing, you know, there's, there's things that are similar, 
but they don't have the certain qualities. Well, and I, I saw somewhere that you had said that um, you've gotten some questions on the pricing um, and that you had said that you're not white labeling this. This is, you've created all this and you're manufacturing for yourself. And so um, it depends on, it's kind of how you grow the business where you can keep your price point at. And so I'm sure that that's had to been a struggle a little bit of just trying to feel so passionate about the value that you provide in this swimwear, but then knowing you do have to be at that higher end price point a little bit right now. And so tell me about that struggle a little bit. It's been really difficult because I understand I'm the one who would go to thrift stores, right? Like I would buy my clothes, like a lot of the time on a budget, if I can wait for a sale, I would honestly usually do that unless it's something that I like absolutely needed. So pricing stuff, it's tricky because again, you don't want to like outprice your customer but you want to run your business still. And there's so many, so back to like business minded thing, there's just so much more than just what you see. Like it cost me X amount of dollars to make this swimsuit maybe, but I'm not profiting off of just that swimsuit because it costs me money to get it manufactured. It costs me money. Cause I, you know, it cost me time. I, it took me five years to design what I did. And some people are like, oh, so you're getting paid back for all of your time. I'm like, yes, I spent five years putting my like life into this yeah. paid for those five years of designing. Technically I am because not only are you getting just this product, but you're getting all of my design work and experience and passion and things that I've put into it, you know, thought process. We've been very intentional, very thoughtful. We didn't take something off the rack and just stick our label on it, right? Like it's all very original. Beyond that, there's, you know, your website costs, um, like warehouse space that you have, the people you're paying to ship, and then also to ship your product to you, which has quadrupled since 2020. So 2020 was not that bad, but 2021 and 2022, the pricing has has raised so much like to ship products from there to here. And then the pricing on just fabrics and labor costs and everything is more expensive than it was. And then not to mention, if you want to start delegating stuff, social media that you have to worry about and your emails. So do you want somebody else to deal with those? Or do you want to spend all your time doing that? But time is money. I think that consumers often, a lot of consumers are not part of a business. They're just a consumer. And so they don't understand all of the things that go into a business. They think, well, I just want this and this should be comparable. I can get a swimsuit at... Walmart for $20, right. Amazon. And so it's like, okay, well, you know, here are the, the qualities of this product that I've decided to create. And so you can choose that this is something you need or something you don't and, and kind of go from there. And I understand as business owners, it's really, that's, especially as I think women just, we, we feel the heart of our customers. And so it's really hard sometimes to really kind of keep ourselves in that there is a value for this. And and I need to kind of keep myself at that point. Um, One question that I did, so it's a modesty swimsuit. Yeah. And as a mom, I have two daughters, nine and 12. And I have always struggled with what to put them in, in a swimsuit for the summertime, because especially my 12 year old is, is not looking so much like a 12 year old anymore. She's not looking Mm. like a kid. She's definitely looking much more like a teenager. And, um, we're in this movement. We live in an era where women want to celebrate all bodies. And I love that, but then I struggle with like, okay, well, how do I keep modesty as a value? And how do I keep respect of your body as a value um, without making it feel shameful? Because I yeah. think my, you know, I kind of grew up in a, a bit of a 
more conservative household. And I think I felt almost shameful about my body a little bit. Mm. What advice for women or moms or, yeah. or just in general um, in this, you know, where it's like, well, you, you've created this swimsuit that's hiding, quote unquote, mm. um, hiding women's bodies. Are you counteracting this positive body movement somehow? Mm. You know, I personally feel way more comfortable when I have a little more coverage. I'm not saying I need to wear a turtleneck to the beach, but some people do feel better doing that. And I don't think anybody should be shamed for what they're wearing or what they're not wearing. I definitely, especially with Honeymark, will try to put more of a focus on what you're doing rather than how you look. That's why I talk about not only are our swimsuits really cute, but they're also very functional and very practical. If men get to wear these like long shorts and they feel comfortable, why wouldn't women like also want to be able to do that? Right. Like, unfortunately, a lot of swimsuits that are designed are for mannequins. They're for women who are just laying out on the beach. And that's focused more on how you look and not really stuff like playing sports or like going on an adventure or like just doing active, fun things. And I think that we can celebrate more of the doing than just how we look. Cause I'm like, my swimsuits are really cute. It's really interesting because I think that that's this movement of body positivity is very, like you said, look focused on looks of positivity instead of focused on what your body can do. And I think that that's very, very interesting of focusing, celebrating, we can celebrate women's bodies and what they can do. And the fact that they can, you know, be in this comfortable romper and put your keys in your pocket or your phone in your pocket. And you can, it's very interesting to kind of celebrate women's bodies. So um, I think that's a great message for younger females or just females in general is like, let's focus on celebrating what our bodies can do and what the bodies can do in the swimsuit specifically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the main things that I ask like my business partners, when I first pitched my idea to them, I mean, the very first question I asked them, because they're all men, it's just, it was a room full of men and they're just kind of these middle-aged men. And I was like, how am I going to get them to like really understand? And so I asked them, well, what would you do if a Speedo was your only option as a swimsuit? And all of them just kind of made this weird face, like kind of this uncomfortable, you know, squirm in their chair a little bit. And I'm like, that's how it is for women. It is a little bit awkward. Like, it just doesn't feel great to walk around a water park with a wedgie up my butt the whole time. And I don't, yeah, I don't know what's falling out. I don't know what, like nothing is supported with strings, right? And I, I know that there are other options for just like a regular one piece. But again, like if I can look over and my husband is wearing shorts and he's got pockets, I'm like, I want that. I want to have like this functional outfit that just feels good to wear. And that I'm not like worried about what I'm doing. I just wanted like a worry free outfit that I could put on in the morning. And if I needed to run into the gas station to grab a snack, or I am packing up my car at the end of it all, right? I'm not worried about like 20 layers on I just have my one thing I can focus on my family, focus on my kids, focus on grabbing all the things that I need, because we have so much going on in our brains as moms. Anyway, we don't need to be worried about our swimsuit or what our body is doing, right? Like we should be able to have another option if we want that. How have you grown to get your product out there? And again, it's just, that's kind of the business aspect of things that people are like, okay, I have this great product. Now I don't know how to get it into the hands of consumers. So how did, how did you, what was your journey like? The very first thing I would say is word of mouth is the best 
tool to grow your business. It always has been, but now we have social media. So our word of mouth is actually like way bigger. It's way broader, which is really cool. I think some people give social media a really bad rap and I'm like, I, it's been great for me. You know, I think you have to have a great product. I think you have to have a great brand and cause that can really, really make a difference. And we were a suggestion for, just from, you know, random people who are following us were suggesting to these influencers to come to our page. So they would tag us, people would see it, even though we were so new. It, and then it just kind of like, it was a trickle effect at first. We would grow, you know, an extra thousand, an extra 2000 followers. Um, I woke up one day and I think it was maybe a month after we had launched to like 12, maybe no, no 10,000 followers um, on Instagram. And then on, I was like, okay, I guess I'm finally going to post on TikTok. I really was trying to stay out of that space. I didn't really know anything about it. I posted four random videos like at midnight and the next morning I woke up and I think we like had 20,000 followers just that overnight. It was a weird overnight success because again, it was like I was dancing in a swimsuit. It was, but it was not a regular swimsuit. It was different. So it was just a lot of things kind of snowballed into one. We have used influencers. It's been good. Like, I think that's something you need to do, but I think more than anything, real reviews from real people are going to be what I rock at your business. I just did a video call the other day with a girl who was actually helping me because I was like, I just want to make sure I'm like on the right track. I was just feeling really insecure for whatever reason. And she was like, you have an amazing product. You need to be your biggest cheerleader, not just for you, but like for your business. This is an original product. Like you need to know that like you are the best at whatever you're doing and you need to be your biggest cheerleader. And that has totally changed me. I went to an entrepreneurship conference, which I would also say go to as many things as you can. Entrepreneur things, building a business things, you know what I'm like conferences, events, like where speakers are happening, listen to people, listen to podcasts. I would, I would always recommend all of those things. But when I was there, we were like networking and a girl asked me like, what do you do? What's your business? I said, oh, I own a swimsuit company. And she just goes, oh, Literally, she said, you're the one that we all love to hate. And I was like, oh my goodness, no. Like, but I did, I understood where she was coming from. And that's why I'm like, I've got to change my mindset of what I'm doing. I'm, I'm giving people a gift of something I've created for them. I'm not like, here's my product. I hope you like it. You know, like we have got to be our biggest cheerleaders. At what point did you realize that this brand and this company was not going to be just a Utah company or, you know, um, that it wasn't just going to be your small town. Like it was going to be a bigger thing than just a little thing. When I meet people here, they're like, wait, you're the swimsuit girl. I've seen you. You live here. I don't know exactly like what we've done to make the brand look. No, I don't even, I wouldn't even say bigger than it was, but just different. Just like, I, I didn't ever want it to feel like a small business. So I would look at brands as my inspiration. So brands like Lululemon, Athleta, these big brands. I mean, my, I say my competitor is like Lululemon and Kate Spade. Like, I'm like, those are my competitors, which some people that are small businesses are like, well, this girl is my, you know, who does it out of her house? Not that that's a bad thing, but it's a different level. And I initially was like, I want to act like a big brand. So people will kind of assume we're a big brand. And then it did, it, it grew into this big brand. I think the, I think our first year we went from, which again, followers do not equal sales, but we went from those 1200 followers to I think 35,000 in 2021. When we weren't in the negative our first year and we were actually able to like pay ourselves and buy more swimsuits, I was like, this is gonna be something. 
Um, I don't know if there was like a day when I can pinpoint exactly. I think it's just, it's a grind constantly where you're every day I wake up and yeah. I have to fight off the imposter syndrome and remember that I know what this could be. I know that this is changing lives. Like every business has to have that point where they're like, are we going to continue shipping stuff out of our basement or are we going to like do this thing? And we're still in a weird way. Yeah. We're kind of still in an in-between because we just put in our purchase order very late. We're very late on this still. I'm like, are, did we order enough? Did we order too much? Like we're, we're still kind of low yeah. on our numbers because we're still just growing and we don't want to have all this extra inventory laying around, but you get to a point where you have to decide, like I had a PR company reach out to me recently and they were like, we want to like get you on these talk shows. We want, and I'm like, you know, like you kind of think like, am I ready for that? Because that's another big step. That's like, I'm going to be on a talk show talking about my business, my product. And what if it doesn't take, right? Like what if people don't like it or right? Like, or what if it gets too big and then it, you've got this big business and all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is a big business and I wasn't ready or prepared or, and you really don't know until you know. Well, That's what I say about everything. And when you believe in the product enough, it's, it, it kind of makes it worth it. Where, where do you see Honeymark being in five years from now? What's oh, the future goodness. plan? I mean, I know what I want to do. I've got way more products. I've got stuff behind me over here that I'm like working on. Um, we're launching a bag, um, which is great. It's a new design that I, I did all myself. And we're going to start with that. But I've got clothing that I want to do. Like I would love for Honeymark to become the hub of um, products that are literally like the sweet spot for women. So if somebody's like, I need the perfect wedding, um, like wedding guest dress and um, family picture dress, church, what, what my whatever dress, that's what I want to be on. I want them to say, Oh, I'm going to go to Honeymark. I'm going to go there. Cause I know that I'll find it there. At the core of what Honeymark is, do you think it's, um, is it a modesty brand? Where, what do you think the core of what Honeymark will be? Sweet spot. So it's outfits that I like definitely modest yes because I, I'm also very conservative and I'm like if I would wear it then I know other people would too and there's a there's a big market for that not just swimsuits but also like other clothing and products for moms especially I don't feel like we're taking care of enough I feel like we're busy taking care of everybody else but when it comes to us I feel like I wake up and I put my pajamas on you know like I wake up I put my pajamas on I go to bed put my pajamas on and then I wake up yeah. I put new pajamas on yeah. because that's my day-to-day but then if I like want to go out and play at a park and I want to kind of look nice I have to put on my jeans and those are just not fun most of the time so I yeah, yeah I just I want to create products that like help women feel better but they can also be like a little more covered not just because it's modest but because when you're bending over, you don't really want to have everything falling out everywhere all the time. Again, it's more of a functional aspect to it, more of a practical aspect to it. And that's, I just, I really want to create like a, a hub for that so that women can think, what do I want? I'm going to go to Honeymark and I'm going to find it there. I cannot wait to see what you come up with in the future. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm just really excited about the swimsuit as it is and the, the rompers. What any last minute advice that you would have? So most of our listeners are women, um, yeah. women who are either kind of starting a, a side hustle or have a business and, and growing and scaling any advice that you have. I would say, first of all, keep going. Everything takes longer than you think. And if you think it's been long enough, expect it to take even longer. And you need to trust your own gut instinct and go with what you do best. Like do what you know, because I will tell you, I love the colors that we had our very first year. I worked on those colors for 
so long. These colors we had in 2022 were actually not my favorite. And I'm like very open about it. And I think you can tell because I love some of them and other ones. I'm like, this just isn't, it isn't what it is. What we were trying to do is I was trying to listen to what I thought the people wanted. We had a lot of solid colors last year. Those solid colors did very well. Our prints didn't really do very well. So I was like, okay, we're going to do mostly solid colors and like dark colors. So that's what people want. Well, our best seller has been our bright green print with white flowers on. And I'm like, that's my favorite. That's my favorite one. We weren't going to do it because it was like a little bright and it was a print, but it's the best one and it's my favorite. So I'm like, I, as much as it's great to have all this outside information, you have to listen to yourself. It's your business at the end of the day. And as a producer, you tell the consumers what to consume. You are the producer. You need to be your biggest cheerleader. And then they'll be your biggest cheerleader when you are able to share like what you have. That is great, great advice. So how can people find your swimsuits, your website, your social media? Tell me all the things. Yeah, yeah. So my swimsuit page on social media, uh, both TikTok and on Instagram is at the Honeymark. Our website is honeymark.co. And then if you want to follow me and kind of see like behind the scenes or um, anything just more in my personal life, I actually have a personal page as well. That's just the Haley Clark. And the website was honeymark, H-O-N-E-Y-M-A-R-K.co. So um, go and check out, you can see it in the notes from today's episode. Um, go check out Honeymark. Definitely uh, order a swimsuit or uh, definitely for any of your loved ones. Um, I'm really excited. Like I said, I, I'm excited to see what you have coming up. And I just really appreciate you being here today. Thank you, Tiffany, for having me. This was so fun. <laughs>